This says Lanwin. Ah, awesome. But also, oh. Meredith, are you okay? You look a little distracted. I um, I think I, I may have... I don't know. I think I, I did something to a friend. And I don't know if she's going to forgive me. And I'll see you tomorrow, hopefully. Absolutely. I'll come and check on you and make sure everything's going okay. I think they just were heading home, maybe. Meredith kind of gives a wave and then heads on out. I think she's going to go back to Griffin Hall then if she can't find... Otherwise, she's just going to end up wandering around the city. And now we continue. follow Meredith back from Five Pies and a Pancake to Griffin Hall. I don't think we've been to Meredith's room. No, we haven't, have we? So I think you're going to have a, I think you'd probably have a quiet night in. Yeah. Um, like to kind of go over the thoughts of, of the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe do some reading. You got to feed that, that cloak of yours. Yes, I do. Feed some knowledge to it. Um, mm-hmm. What does Meredith's room look like? Okay, so Meredith's room is a little bit bigger than your average kind of dorm room because she's a postgrad student. Um, so she's got a little ensuite bathroom, um, double bed, and a little kitchenette kind of thing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? So are you are you <laughs> overlooking the in, interior courtyard of Griffin Hall? Yeah, the- interior courtyard, okay. not the outside. Okay. Yeah, don't know why I favour that one, but yeah, interior courtyard. Um, and there's some plants in some pots. Um, there's a, a tea kettle, mm-hmm. um, and a nice like fire, like wood stove kind of thing happening as well. Yeah. Um, so she can boil some water. Um, she's got a whole bunch of different types of teas on a, a, a shelf and there's like a desk with a chair and, um, like sheets of paper that she's been writing on quills, all that kind of jazz. And there's just books on every surface that is around the desk and on the desk, Mm -hmm. every surface available, they're all just like piled up. There's no bookshelves. They're just like on the floor in piles. And they're all books that she's gotten from the library that are on her reading list. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Basically it looks like her room is such a mess that it looks like if she knocks accidentally at one pile of the books they're all just going to go crashing to the ground. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got in one corner, she's got a music stand and all of her musical instruments kind of in the corner. Okay. I think as you're like uh, boiling that water and kind of getting settled, there's like a a scratching at the bottom of your door. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is something you're familiar with. This is uh, midnight, the house griffin. Yes. Okay. I'm going to open up the door and let him in then. Uh, so Midnight, um, she's 
she sits there. Oh, she, sorry. Uh, she sits there and like looks into your room. Hey, midnight. Do you want to come on in? I've got your usual pillow up on my bed there. She looks around, looks up at you, and then just wanders down the hallway. Eh, fine then. Eh. Meredith just like shrugs and turns around and goes back in. Um, you, you close the door and then there's a scratching at your door again. I'm going to open it again. She slides in the second you crack the door open. Hops upon your pillow. You are such a contrary thing. I mean, make up your mind, mate. And then she like closes the door behind uh, her. She she looks at you and gives you a... And like curls up on the on the pillow. Yeah, I agree. Same to you. And then she like reaches into the... Like there's a little jar on her side table and it's got some treats. She gives the griffin some treats. Uh, it would probably need to be maybe some dried meat or something. Yeah, like jerky or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, she like, But you can tell that they're just for midnight. Mm-hmm. It's like a little tiny little container mm-hmm. that she has. She will accept the treat and begin chewing on this, this dried meat treat you have given her or eventually falling asleep and dreaming of chasing kobold through the holes of Griffin Hall. <laughs> Um, so I think we'll we'll leave Meredith there to have a night in for a bit, and we will fast forward to the morning. And so you have regular morning. Like downstairs, there's the main kind of um, dining hall where where people can go. Like Griffin Hall has a couple undergraduates, but it's mostly postgraduate students. And while most postgraduates have a little like kitchenette a proper meal you need to go down to the dining hall yeah yeah definitely um so you know you probably like maybe even just sneak down grab some toast i think that's something a lot of postgraduates would do like they'd go down get like a plate loaded up with stuff and then go back to their room rather than sit yep. down a hundred percent make sure she grabs some coffee or something mm-hmm. and then um, wanders back upstairs yeah and i think maybe you aren't necessarily in like the mood for a big social kind of public space. Which is unusual for her, right? Maybe she's not a morning person. She's not great in the mornings. Although we have seen her in the morning. We have seen her in the morning, but she did have donuts and coffee. Also very true. Uh, I think you were also, um, as Potentia and Harold described, very perky and loud for a morning. Yeah, I was, wasn't I? Maybe she's just not in the mood then. Maybe it's just not not today. Um, Mm. So you have your supervisor meeting today. And you did also tell Lanwin you were going to uh, meet him at the lab. Yeah. And while it isn't something that is like an official thing that the academic adventurers do, you do often end up meeting up at the food court after your supervisor meetings. So yeah. as you go about like getting ready this morning, how do you feel? How does Meredith feel about catching up with those people, with, with Harold and Potentia? I think... I think she's had time to sleep, sleep on it. Mm-hmm. And I think she remembers that she did apologize. Um, I think not having that reaction from Potentia is really like messing with her head though. Having just no reaction at all. Yeah. So she's, it's impossible to tell what Potentia's thinking and which way it, yeah. So I think she's kind of jumping to conclusions in her head. Harold, it's, Fine, she's okay to to see Harold again. I think it's potential that's freaking her out a little bit. Okay. 
Uh, well, let's go to the lab with Lamwin. Sure. Do you pick up any pastries or anything on the way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to bring some donuts. Okay. So you get to Lamwin's... Um, it's not it's not his lab, but it's the lab that he has all his stuff in. Like, there's probably some other projects going on around, but you haven't necessarily interacted with those tinkerers as much. Um, but you get to the Lanwin's lab space, and you see the big mechanical crab. You don't see Lanwin. Okay. Um, I'm going to look around a little bit, see if I can spot him. Uh, it doesn't take long, because you'll, you won't necessarily spot him, but you'll hear him. Hello, Meredith. I look around. No, I, I, I'm in here. Where? In the crab. In, okay, in the crab? Yes. I mean, this thing is awesome. Thank you. It's amazing. Are those donuts? Yes, they are. Would you like one? I, Should I hold it out to the crab? I would love one. Uh, hang on. And you're <laughs> like, you see one of the claws move and like, you can tell that he's like very carefully with this claw, like reaching out to grab one of the donuts. Yeah. And then it just mashes this donut into the crab's face. And like, it just, there's just crumbs and pastry everywhere. Ah! Uh, oh no! Um. I, I, uh, can I try that again, please? Is there more donuts? Um. There are more donuts, but, um. How about you come out of the crab so you can actually enjoy it? Well, the thing is, I'm stuck. Okay. So I got... Define stuck. Uh, I got in here because I was thinking, well, I'm not going to be able to walk around very much with my toe. Uh-huh. You did a good job. Still sore, but thank you. Um, okay. And I thought, well, hang on. What if I use this crab to get around campus? Right. So, uh, with some help from my friends here, we uh, moved some things around, uh, and I got inside the crab. Um, and uh, well, it turns out that uh, the bit that I removed was the bit that most of the crab with this big mechanical spring. Sure. And I thought I'd have enough to get out, but um, well, they've gone to get some pliers and and some things to oh, get. Okay, so they are helping. Yeah, they, they, right, they went to find gonna... some tools to get me out. I, I'm not going to okay. be here long. Hang on a second. And you'll spot on its like a little on its crab face. Um, like a slot opens, like a mail shoot, like a mail slot. Oh, hey! You just see his little eyes. Hello. Um, I'm going to climb up on a little stepladder and, like, pass a donut through the grill. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, sprinkles. Yeah. I don't skimp, man. I appreciate it. I mean, it's good sustenance while you're trapped. Yeah. You know, it is remarkably comfortable in here. Well, that's good, seeing as how you may be in there for a little while. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be fine. It's, it's like a like a mechanical cubby house. Yeah. Or a prison. Uh. You do have your foot up in there, right? Yes. Great. 
Definitely. Good. You you hear some like shifting going around going on inside the crab. Uh-huh. Um there is a knock at the door behind you. Like at the, the laboratory door. Oh yeah. Um hey Lemon, I think someone's knocking. Should I go and answer it? Uh sure. I mean I I would, but you're a little bit stuck. I'm still it's fine. I, and you like you see the crab claw like adjust up and then adjust down. It's it's all right. I've got it. I I'll go and open up the door. I'll let you know who's there. Thank um, you. I'm still working the on the the fine controls. <laughs> hey, you were doing pretty well. You managed to get a donut to your face without crushing it. Yeah. I mean, it could have been better, but yeah. Um. So she goes to open up the door. Okay. Given that, like. The situation you're in, given the the location, you would you'd probably be surprised because standing at the door is Aldwin. Oh, okay. Hi. Hey, Meredith. Um, uh, what's up, Aldwin? What's been happening? Oh, uh, I, I, I hoped that I would find you here. And he, you see him like looking around the lab behind you. I, uh, me? What? What do you need me for? Satisfied that he can't see anyone in the lab. You see him like pause, take a breath. Meredith, um, I, I was wondering if you wanted to go on a date. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, Meredith just kind of looked at him and goes, oh, 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 um, Oh gosh, this is like my absolute worst nightmare, Ben. What have you done to me? See, like in this kind of situation, I think Meredith would be very, she'd want to, I don't think she's interested at all, Mm -hmm. but I don't think she'd want to upset him. (sighs) Um, So, okay. But I also don't think she'd want to deceive him either. So I'm not going to roll like a deception check. Mm -hmm. I think this is more like a charisma thing, right? Do you think, okay. So are you trying to like, Turn him down. Is, yes. Okay. And you don't want to hurt his feelings. You want to like you want to let him know yeah. that like, you aren't interested in him in that way. Yeah. So uh, you'd be rolling. You don't have to roll. You can just talk to like talk to yeah, to yeah, me, Aldwin. Or I guess you could. I don't know, you could, but like everything in me is clenching. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you could do a persuasion roll. <laughs> okay, I'll do a persuasion roll. Just to give me something to, like, go from. Oh, boy, that's a 28. Very persuasive with what you're saying. Yeah, so he's he's definitely okay. going to, like, hear what you're saying and he's going to react in probably the way that you want mm-hmm. him to react. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Aldwin, I'm so sorry. Um, you're really barking up the wrong tree here. I'm just, I'm not, I don't think of you that way. I'm really sorry. I... Okay, um, I mean, like, you, you see him, like, stumbling a little bit with his words. Thank you so much for asking me, though. That, that took a lot of guts. I, 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 yeah, I, no, I just, um, I thought maybe we could, uh, get to know each other better. Uh, I like that, but I'm not, I'm not really looking for anything romantic. 
Oh, okay. Um, sure. Yeah, okay. Um, you get the impression that maybe he thought this conversation was going to go differently. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll see you later. Okay. Okay, uh, bye. He just, bye, Aldwin. He, like, bye. Just, like, kind of walks away. I'm going to shut the door and, like, go back to the crab and just kind of go, that was horrific, wasn't it? It wasn't the worst thing I've ever heard. Wasn't the best, though. No. Yeah, you know, he, he, good on him, though. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really, you know, date either. Mm. I'm more interested in mechanical things and my my studies. Yeah, I've just got so much going on at the moment with all of my studies and reading and the adventuring and working at the hospital now, apparently. And <laughs> you definitely have a lot things. on your plate. Yeah, possibly too much. Uh, hang on a minute. He like you see his like arm come out of the the mail slot. <laughs> uh, I'm attempting to pat you on the shoulder, but I can't quite reach. Oh, um, hang on. Let me just like duck up on this step stool here, and then she like awkwardly sort of like presents her shoulder. He will he will pat you on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank thank you. I think it's better than the crab arm. That could have been. Nah. Yeah. Well, given your track record with crabs. No, I'm kidding. This one's going to be fine. And Pidgey is beautiful. Thank you. No, I, you know, you, you let him down. You, you let him down good. You didn't... Some people will, will just say yes to make things easier. But you, you stood your ground. Yeah, and then it's, I find it's always just harder in the long run, right? Like, if you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ugh, I hate doing that. I just feel like the worst person ever, but I'm not. I was honest, so I'm actually not bad at all. But meh. she like dramatically kind of like goes meh. Here's something I was going to surprise you later with. Uh, and he, yeah. he pulls a lever and something above where the, the mail slot is pops open. And a large bubble begins to form and then like pop floats away. And then another bubble Ooh. pops and floats away. It blows bubbles. You made a bubble machine. Yeah. <laughs> what else can this crab do? This crab's full of surprises, Meredith. Oh my goodness! And she like grins at the the bubble um, bubble blowing crab because what else are you going to do? Bubbles are freaking amazing. Um, and then she's like, "You just made me feel ten thousand times better. Thank you." Anytime. Hey there, it's Ben, your friendly Dungeons & Doctorates DM, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. I have a personal message to be read out on the episode. This one is going to be read out by our very own Professor Kegstone, so I'm going to pass it over to him. All right, I've got a message here, and it's for Sam, and it's from David. 
And David wants to say thanks for your awesome work on Prac and the very best of luck juggling the last semester with your new D&D group. Thanks for sending that in, David. I always love sending messages out from one nerd to another. And if you would like a message to appear on DN Doctress read out by myself, Kate, Joe, Ross, or any of our characters, Receive a message from Gore for extra inspiration. All you need to do is fill out the link via our link tree, which you can find on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and on our website, dndoctorates.com. Just fill out that form, and then you too can have a message in the DN Doctorates podcast as a message for someone you care about. Did you know we have merch? That's right. You go to merch.dndoctorates.com, you can find our great designs that we have. We've got designs like the Ferromasters University crest. We've got Dungeons and Doctorates, the owl logo. We've also got the Ferromasters gelatinous cube shirt, cubie, hashtag go cubes. You know, check them out on our website. You can get them in shirts and mugs and tote bags and stickers and badges. There's so many different varieties of ways you can get them. Check them out, merch.dndoctorates.com. And once you've got them, let us know. Take a picture of your cool stuff, share it on social media, tagging us, and share your love of the show with those on social media. We don't pay for advertising for the show, so word of mouth is the only way that other people find out about the show, and they come into the community as well. So let's build up the Dungeons and Doctorates community. Come on, let's grab your friend who says they like D&D. Grab your friend who likes the podcast. Invite them in. Let's grow this show and have more people enjoying it with us. And if you do, I might name a character after you in a future episode. That's right. Like in last episode, we had Constable Linton named after Daniel Linton, who uh, shared the show on Facebook. So if you love the show, share it on social media, tell your friends, and then you too can appear as a NPC in a future episode. This is episode two of the three-part Harold Meredith Potentia single character focus episodes. So next week we have a Potentia focus episode, which you can look forward to. I hope you're enjoying this special Meredith one, and we'll have the next episode out next Thursday, the 10th of June. Now, I won't hold you any longer. We'll get back to this episode right now. So I think Meredith and Lamwyn share a donut or two. While he's stuck in a crab. While he's stuck inside his crab. Uh, until eventually his friends uh, arrive and you realize that, oh, you've got a, a meeting with your supervisor. Oh no, I've got to go. I really want to see the end ending to this crab story. Meredith, it wouldn't be lunch with you if you didn't suddenly have to rush off somewhere else. I mean... Hurtful, but okay. I mean that in the she's, in the best she's grinning. the best possible yeah. way. She's smiling at him and she's like, I'll be back. Let me know. I'll come back and, and check on your toe when I can actually, you know, see it. Thank you. I, <laughs> you can't see, but I'm attempting to wiggle it. Okay, don't. Don't do that. Oh. Okay. Not a good plan. Remember, keep it still. Oh, it's okay, I couldn't wiggle it anyway, so Okay, good. Good. Uh, so, uh, as you leave, a bunch of people are walking into the room with like the 
biggest play, like the Jaws of Life style plays. <laughs> Meredith is thinking to herself, maybe it's a good thing that she um, decided to leave sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. Meredith is going to head over to her supervisor's meeting. Now, you've had quite a few meetings with your supervisor now. You're on mm-hmm. like a first name, but you've been on a first name basis since the first day, but you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get there this time and see that she's not in her office, that would catch you by surprise because mm-hmm. she's all, kind of always there waiting for yeah. you. Okay. Is she nearby? Uh, give me a perception. It's only plus three. Uh, 14. Okay. You don't see her, but down the hallway you hear someone like straining and then you see coming up the stairs a stack of books followed by the halfling woman carrying the stack of books. Okay, Meredith is going to run across and like take some of the books off the stack. Oh, thank you, Meredith. Jillian, what on earth is all this? Well, uh, one of my colleagues has unfortunately um, had to leave the university. Oh. I, I... They say it's a personal matter, but I... I think it might be a funding issue. Oh no! But oh gosh, that sucks. I'm sorry. No, we'll 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 still catch up. It's just sad to see them oh, at the university. But they they are uh, loaning me indefinitely their professional library. <gasps> oh my goodness! And Meredith's eyes kind of like light up a little bit, and she starts like skimming all of the spines and things. Uh, so. You'll be looking at these books and give me a, hmm, what would this be? Uh, give me an intelligence, just a flat intelligence roll. 18. Okay. 19, sorry. 19. 19. Okay. There are a lot of different tomes here, a lot of different books. And it seems as though whoever this this person was, you don't have a name at the moment, whoever this person was, did an awful lot of studying involving the Fae. Ooh, interesting. Uh, so there is a book called the Luminous Librarium of Arch Fae, or mm-hmm. Arch Fae, depending on your specific pronunciation. Yeah. There are a number of, like, lashed together stone tablets. Yeah. That look to be incredibly old. There's no title on them, but they catch your eye. So she's literally carrying rocks. Yes. Great. And there will also be uh, a book called The Folio of Gilded Signs. Right. What did this professor study? Oh, this was uh, my colleague, my friend, Professor Wolfkeep. Uh, he was uh, someone who studied the Fae. Right. He's actually quite an interesting fellow. He began his career uh, as a lawyer. Really? Yes, apparently he found uh, approaching the Fae with legal terms in mind was always the best way to do so. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. I think he actually used to do property law or something, so all those loopholes are things that he knew how to spot a mile away. Yeah, that would definitely be an advantage. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, he's had to 
to move on with other things in life and uh, yeah. help, help me get these books to my office, please. Yeah, of course. Let's go. Uh, so you'll, you'll help her with these books yeah. um, down the office, down to the to her office, and she'll just kind of yes. put them in a pile. Um, you're welcome to uh, check out any of those books if you want. I, you know, I know that you take care of them. Oh, thank you. I may do that if I need to. So, uh, how are you doing? And I'll, I'm going to get you Meredith. Yeah. So first of all, how has Meredith been going with her studies? Um. Do you, like, has she been spending lots of time or has she been particularly busy this last week? I don't think she's where she wants to be, mm-hmm. but I don't think she's terribly worried about it. Okay. I'll get you to roll a academic progress check, just a flat D20 roll. Right. Academic progress check. Oh, I rolled a one, but I'm lucky. Hang on. I can do that again. Twelve. Okay. So you've been making some progress, but not mm-hmm. nothing spectacular. Yeah. Which is what you'd expect for this point around in a PhD. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Meredith, how are you going? I mean, look, things have been a little bit crazy this week. Um, I've read um, I've got about halfway through that list of um, things you gave me last meeting. Um, so not nearly as far as I wanted to be, but um, a few interesting kind of avenues have popped up um, that I'm keen to go and explore. Um, and I met with Lanwin again this morning, and um, I've lined up his lab um, as kind of you know, uh, to start kind of gathering contacts and getting a research, you know, research question together. Good, good. Uh, I'm glad that you were able to make some contacts with the tinkerers and find some people to... Yeah, definitely. They're amazing. ...help you with your research. Mm-hmm. What is it that you want me to concentrate on this week, do you reckon? Hmm. I think... It would be good this week to focus on, I think it'd be good this week to focus on taking the things that, the information you've been reading and the thoughts that you've been having around your research and around this Mm -hmm. this topic and see if you can form a question that you feel can be answered. I'll see what I can do. And maybe we'll find out that someone has already looked at that question, but I think it's important to... I was going to say, does it need to be new? Does it need to be... No, it doesn't need to be new. It can always be an old question with a new spin. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean... I'll see what I can find. I've got a couple of ideas already. Um, I'm thinking definitely focusing in on, on tools and things available to tinkerers and artificers, but... Um, I'm also really keen to, you know, to stay around what I know as well. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone. But part of the reason I wanted to study this was because of medicine. So I'm thinking um, of chatting to some friends at the infirmary and and maybe doing an inventory on their um, tools and like where they get things and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you see her nodding and then there's like a light bulb moment and she's like because it's me I've forgotten to get us biscuits and tea oh that's okay let me just uh, 
Boil, boil the kettle. Oh, you are a wonder. Thank you. I always think better with tea. It's like a like a brain lubricant. It helps the thoughts flow. Right. I agree. Did you end up trying that lavender tea I told you about? Uh, she'd be like shuffling at the her little table, helping to put things together. Uh, I did. It was. It was very nice. I don't know if I like it quite as much as you do. <laughs> it is a bit of an acquired taste. I feel like it's one of those ones that you have to grow up with. That's true. I think I prefer my teas more berry sweet. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe with a, like an apple with some some cinnamon or. Ooh, 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 ooh. yeah. Now that sounds great. Uh, so, is there anything that Meredith wants to discuss? with her during this meeting I mean not off the top of my head she doesn't seem to be worried about anything and I don't think Meredith is worried about anything it's just it's really hard to to talk specific specifics this early on mm-hmm. really and truly the first like year if you're being honest is just reading and figuring out where you fit and what direction you want to go in so mm-hmm. I think Figuring out the research question and starting to get some ideas down, even if they are new, I think that's a really good way to kind of like jog the process along. Yeah, I think that's that's, that's going to be good. That's a good way of putting it. So I think this is just kind of a check-in, just like a you yeah, know, basically, just to make sure that you're okay and that things are yeah, progressing. Yeah, Meredith doesn't seem to be. I don't think Meredith is worried, and um, Jillian doesn't seem to be worried either. So mm. yeah, yeah, just having a chat. Uh, so I think Meredith is going to like spend the rest of the meeting telling her about Landwind's crab, and she's going to sit there and eagerly listen uh, mm-hmm. over a nice warm mug of tea and some jam biscuits. Oh my goodness, this sounds delightful. Uh, I think we will. Uh, I think we'll we'll wrap this episode up as Meredith finishes her meeting with her supervisor, and then without probably thinking about it her feet carry her just to yep. to the food court you can't yep. it's it's the routine that you've gotten into now and Absolutely. as you like are walking away from professor Pymont's office you're like thinking about what you need to do next you're thinking about the conversation you've had maybe going over the notes that you took and mm-hmm. before even consciously realizing it you find yourself at the food court yeah, I take a deep breath and I go looking for Potentia and Harold. Harold.